Hey guys, before we get started on this episode, I want to let you know that we did have a lot, and I mean a lot of technical difficulties, and so sometimes if you're watching the video version of this, uh, Corey's camera will be a little choppy. Uh, Discord decided to drop the ball halfway through recording this this podcast episode, and while I'm really disappointed in personally the way this turned out, um, there may be some things that you don't even notice. Um, my fluctuating volume levels on my microphone due to switching from Discord to Zoom, and then there were times where I had to actually go in and buy the full package of Zoom because Zoom only gives you 45 minutes to run through, and these podcast episodes take anywhere from an hour to three hours to record, and so you're going to notice some differences in volume, you're going to notice some differences in the video quality and stuff like that. I do apologize, but uh, we should be good to go with episode 8, but uh, I appreciate you guys watching this episode, so thank you all, and uh, enjoy. Talking about, like, why does the phone ring every day at this time? <laughs> I'm going to answer it for once. <laughs> like, even when I'm streaming, man, it always goes off, like, quarter after. Is seven. it your landline or your cell phone? My fucking landline. I don't even know where it is. I didn't even know you had a landline. Hello? We would like to approach you about your car's extended warranty. Not interested. There we go. Maybe he'll stop. Phoning me! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. We are here with Episode 7, and today we are going to be talking about the PlayStation 2, our memories with it, and just some uh, background into our childhoods and the things we used to do for fun. Uh, We also appreciate that you guys have gotten us up over, I believe, 250 plays now. Uh, Really appreciate all the support. It's been awesome. Don't forget to share and rate the podcast on all platforms. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and SoundCloud. And that's about it. That's my spiel. Uh, I'm Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. It's really weird to refer to myself as Corey, because like pretty much my mom and wife are like the only people that actually call me Corey, even in real life. Dude, like, that, every- that's... It's funny Everybody that you say that. Everybody. I, well, it's funny that you say that because so my last name's like Moffat, yeah. and that has been what people have called me forever. Uh, you know, at my jobs, at school, like my teachers would call me Moffat. Like no oh, one would really? call me. Yeah, no one. None of my teachers would call on me as like Alex. You know, hey, do you have the answer or whatever? No, it was hey, always Miguel. <laughs> yeah, it was always <laughs> uh, it was always Moffat. So I that's that's all I ever really went by. Well, then like. Every once in a while, somebody will say Alex, and it just, I'm like, I sometimes forget that that's my name. Yeah, yeah, because you're never called it. The right. worst is, like, I've got I've got friends that I've made in, like, Facebook groups and stuff, and, and on Facebook, it's just, like, my fucking full name, and so people will be like, hi, Corey, and it's like, huh, it's like, it's like weird, it's like, ah, uh, only my mom and grandma call me that. You so. know what's, you know what's funny? And I, you've probably heard this a thousand times because this is just how it goes. But when I saw your name for the first time, I literally thought your last name was Doucher. Yeah, everybody. 
uh, <laughs> I, takes that. I was I was dude, I was like, there's it's no fucking, there's no fucking way his name is Doucher. And then every every single time I try to like, I'm like, okay, I'm Corey Doucher. And then and they're like, how do you spell that? And I'm like, just give up now because you're not gonna. <laughs> oh my god dude you have no idea how many people have like fucked up my last name spelling and i think it's pretty easy m-o-f-f-i-t-t but there's people that are like so is it like f-a-t-t if i if i like didn't yeah like you'd be surprised how many people fuck up my spelling and how many i mean there's a lot of different ways to spell it too which is surprising but no it's it's funny because like i i feel you because people Try try to spell my name or whatever, and then almost everybody gets it wrong. So we're gonna get right into it. What are you playing or excited to play or f- go? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, finally I finished Legend of Ligaya like last week. Um, it was really good. The ending was uh, was was really good actually. The game. The game dragged for a little bit there, and it starts picking up uh, again big time when you uh, go back to the past to uh, play the shitty games that suck ass. Um, but you you learn to uh, you learn about the kind of the backstory of Noah and learn about like who her family actually is and stuff like that. But before that, there's like this huge kind of like drawn out slog section of the game. Like I would I would say like an entire quarter of the game really really drags and then that last quarter it picks up again it was nice being able to watch your playthrough and see the game again in another perspective and see someone else experience the story how are you uh enjoying WrestleQuest? because i know you've been streaming that lately oh yeah so i just started WrestleQuest. uh well when this airs would it would have been last week i just i started WrestleQuest. i'm enjoying it um, I want to say I'm not enjoying it as much as I hoped I, I would be. Um, the concept and and the references and everything are spot on. I absolutely love that. Like, I am a pro wrestling fan. Not so, not as much now as I once was, but I I love uh, pro wrestling. I love classic pro wrestling, all that stuff. And there's tons of references. Like, there's a lot of uh, pro wrestlers in it. Like, DDP is in it. Um a whole a whole bunch of like pro wrestlers and stuff. Weren't the Nasty the, Boys in it too? Yeah, the Nasty Boys were in there. The Road Warriors are a summon you can get. Um the the one main character is a huge Macho Man Randy Savage fan and he basically bases his character off of him being the uh Muchacho Man uh Randy Santos is is the main character's yeah. name. And then the other main character is Brink uh, Brink Logan, and he's kind of based off of Brett the Hitman Hart, who I was all—I was a huge fan of as a kid. Well, I wonder like, why. Why? Because he's Canadian. Because he's the goat, baby. <laughs> he is really good, Brett Hart. He is really good. He's Brett, not the goat. Kenny Omega is my goat. Brett and Owen were some of the greatest wrestlers of our time. See, I've never been an Owen Hart fan, but I think I was uh, like I was super young when Brett Hart was like on top, right? And he even—he came. To the city I live in right now, which is about 45 minutes from my hometown, like no, like you would never meet and greet anyone famous in the middle of Saskatchewan. Yeah. So when Brett, the the hitman heart came here, man, I got like sunglasses signed by him, bandanas. I had, I, I had like everything signed by him. It was like, 
dude, it was a huge deal to have him here. Yeah. And and the crazy thing is, is he always looked so small compared to like some of the other wrestlers, and he's fucking massive. Like he's, yeah, still, he's still massive. big. Yeah, he's still a big yeah. guy. But yeah. in that business, you know, it's like the bigger the better, or whatever. And yeah, and especially, yeah. especially in WWE. WWE. Yeah, yeah, that was Vince's thing. But yeah, uh, but. But yeah, he it was the the game is really the characters in the game are really good and, and the references are really good. But there's definitely like the game doesn't quite feel finished. Like there's a lot of jank. Um, the game has locked up on me once. Everyone I know who's played it, the game has locked up completely at least once, and they had to mm-hmm. reset the game. Um, and the uh, the quick time event stuff during the battles is not so much of an issue now, but when, when you first start playing, it's like the only way you can attack. I like it as a counter attack, but to have it for like all your attacks being a quick time event is kind of annoying. See, that's um, weird. Cause like, so, um, super Mario RPG did something kind of similar, but you actually had to figure out the timing window and right. it, it didn't, uh, and it was the same button all the time, though. Right. Wasn't it? Do, doing damage did not depend on the QTEs. It was always like you would do your base damage, but if you wanted to add damage to it, you could time the hit, and it would. Yeah. And it was always the same button too. It wasn't like a random. Whatever. Yeah, and I I think if it was the same button, like like Final Fantasy VIII which we'll get to in the next podcast, in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, we'll get to that, but uh, no, I like I like it when it's uh, like Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy VIII, where you can add damage by doing a timing a, br- a button input press or whatever. But to have it be a quick time event, like a random button, and have it have a, like a timer go down, that it just gets kind of annoying. Like it's super easy to fuck that shit up. Um, I can understand for the counters. Like there's a lot of times where somebody like 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 hit you or whatever and you go bouncing off the ropes and then you come back and then you can counter their next attack kind of thing that i understand because then you kind of want it to be a bit difficult right to be able to pull off a counter right but but to do extra damage it's kind of annoying to have to do quick time event but as you get a little further like i'm about six hours into the game now um you start getting enough moves they're called gimmicks which would be like spells and like attack special attacks and stuff um, you get enough of them that don't need the quick time effects and, uh, I, this, they can get pretty OP. So I don't have to do the quick time effects all that much anymore. And also my other gripe is how incredibly slow the characters run. That's why I've never, like a lot of my friends are big into, um, Stardew Valley and I'm not a big, like crafting guy to begin I'm a, with. Yeah. Like a farm sim kind of thing. Yeah. yeah but I, I did. I did play a mean uh, Harvest Moon 64 back in the day. I fucking loved that game. So I was like, oh, I'll grab Stardew Valley. All my friends are playing it. But the runs, the speed that that character runs is so slow. It's just fucking painful for me to play. And this game has like the exact same run speed. And it drives me crazy. So I'm I'm finished with Baldur's Gate 3 finally. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Probably so far my game of the year right now. Nice. Um, I I don't see anything beating it for me unless Armored Core Six just blows me the fuck away. But I I think think Baldur's Gate Three is my game of the year. Um, a really good game. Like I've said in previous episodes, so I won't uh I won't like reiterate as much. 
the positives are, you know, the approach to combat is very open. The Really, the approach to anything, because, like, if you have a locked door, and let's say you want to pile up some crates and just jump over the wall, there are areas where you can do that and completely circumvent a locked door in, in a location, and I think that's great. Um, the customization of the characters is insane. You can even customize your party members that are, like, set. So, like, if you want to, you can re... Uh, you can redo all the characters in the game and build them to your however you want. Oh, so even even characters that like are part of the story and stuff that yeah, like pre-established your... characters oh, can okay. be altered however you want. So if you want, oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, so if you want like the tank character to swap to being like a wizard, you can do that, and it doesn't. Oh, because basically the characters are just a template, and they give you like what that character is supposed to be like. Carlac is like your two-handed like your two-handed swords or axes or whatever. Like she's your tank character. She can carry a lot. Uh she like has high defense, high offense, but you can switch her if you want to make her like a warlock or something. You can do that right. or all that. So so I really like that aspect of it. Um you know, it's basically a tabletop RPG in video game form. But it's it's really good, and, and the music's really good, too, and the atmosphere and everything. So, yeah, it's it's most likely my game of the year. Um, I just started Armored Core 6 a couple days right. ago. It's fucking awesome. The great thing about it is it, like, it is hard, it's, it's difficult, but the checkpoints are very generous. So, okay. like, the mission I did last night where I was, I was fighting that boss, fucking Balteus, because he's a douchebag. But it, you start out... And you have to destroy these like these giant guns that are posted around the the arena. The arena. Then you once you destroy that, you hit a checkpoint. You move to the next section of the map where you have to do the same thing, and then you hit a checkpoint. And then after that, you fight like the first like mid boss of the stage. And then once you beat him, checkpoint. You destroy this uh, thing. That's just it's just a thing you walk in and destroy, and then it leads to the final battle of that stage against Balteus. But like you once you reach Balteus, you have hit a checkpoint, and then you are there. And when you die, like all of your health uh packs regenerate, just like Souls games. All of your yeah, health packs yeah. regenerate, you you regenerate, you can go in and swap your weapons out or loadouts that you have if you want. Uh, you have right. the ability to save multiple loadouts. So, like, if you are running into a mission and, like, you start out this segment, you're a lightweight, and that works for that section, but you get, like, halfway through the level, and then you start needing, like, a tankier build. Build? If you yeah. have that if you have that build saved, you can, once you die or whatever, you can go into the assembly, load that build, and it automatically loads it for you. So you don't have to just okay. rebuild if you want. Or... You can actually fully rebuild your build in the menus and and do it like that if you want. So if like there's a weapon you want to swap out, you can. Or if you want the tank, but you want a different weapon on it, you can load the tank, then swap the weapon and stuff like that. You can do like each arm can have two weapons if you want. It's an upgrade later. Uh, okay. You earn money doing these missions and doing the arena missions and stuff, and you use that to buy parts. 
So if you want, if there's this gun you're looking at and you want to buy it, you have to earn the money to buy it. But the money's pretty generous. Like, oh, that's good. It encourages you to customize and swap weapons and swap builds and and find what works for each part of the mission. And like, you can do a certain build the entire game, but it it it's arguably the most boring way to play the game. Like right. to be honest, like if you wanted to go and an all lightweight build and just swap the guns. You can yeah. do that, but the guns have weight and so do your body parts and stuff. And like right, your legs yeah. and stuff like that can only hold so much weight. So you have to, um, like figure out what builds work will best work for each situation. Right. Or work best for your play style too, because not every yeah. build is going to work to you either. So, Sticking with one build works technically, but it's yeah, yeah. it's by far you can the make it work, but it's uh... right by far the most boring way to play would be doing the same exact build the entire game. I have experience with Armored Core in the past, but I I'm not like a huge fan. Yeah, this yeah. game might actually make me become more of a fan of Armored Core. Yeah, but I heard four answer was really good. Like the four, I've heard that too. One. But yeah. I've not, uh, I've not played that one. I think I played Armored Core two, I believe. Oh, okay. The only one I played a little bit of was the first one. I think it was on PS one. I think. Yeah. I played a little bit of that one. It was pretty fun. It was, it was a bit jank, but it was also like early PS one, where like, mm-hmm. I don't know, all games were kind of jank back then. Like you look at like Tomb Raider and stuff like that, and it was kind of, they all kind of controlled pretty weird. Yeah. Speaking of PS one, we were gonna talk a little bit about. Um, what we used to do as kids and stuff besides obviously video games because that's what we yeah. was our big thing um i we actually were talking before the podcast that like when i was younger i literally like used to be more of a daredevil than i am now and i think maybe it's because like i didn't give a shit as a kid you think you're kind of invincible when you're a kid, like you right? Know stuff well, will hurt, but you never think you're gonna have like permanent injuries. When you're well, a kid. and the like, thing never. is, you also don't think about like going to the hospital costing money or going to the doctor costing money. So you just it doesn't. Yeah, it does here, <laughs> asshole. But uh, it's 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 one of those things where like you don't understand the concept of getting hurt and it costing money. Right. Now I'm like fuck, I don't want to get hurt, because if I do, then I'm going to fucking, I'm going to have to pay for it myself, because I'm not a kid anymore. Right. So, like, I I think what's, what kicked off me not uh, being as, as courageous as I used to be was right. I, I used to ride my BMX bike all the time. I loved that shit. That was, like, my favorite thing to do was ride my BMX bike. And, you know, with the pegs and the everything, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. I think everybody had that fucking uh that uh could you, could you grind spike. rails and shit with your on pegs or not? I could, but I was not very comfortable doing uh, it. Yeah, I couldn't I'd never even try. So uh you know those like uh railroad like the long they call them railroad ties. Yeah. they're yeah. So we used to have one that was like you know how some people have like concrete for their for their parking areas. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like the the curb or whatever. Well, we yeah, had yeah. we had a, a railroad tie instead for okay, ours. Yeah, and I would yeah, my mom take. Has that, we yeah. had like a a stiff board, like a like a wide piece of wood that I would put across it, and then I would ride my bike and ramp on it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I used to do like tricks and stuff. I used to be on my bike all the time. Well, I was going down a gravel here at Hill near where I live, and my spoke broke out. And it Ooh. stuck out straight, like out of my wheel. And it got caught in like the fork of my fucking bike. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. front tire, and it just stopped it dead in its fucking tracks. Oh. And I'm going down the hill. It throws me over the handlebars. Oh my god. And my knee got so fucked up you could almost see the kneecap. Jesus. And um after that I spent like weeks healing that and recovering because like my knee was so fucked and my knee's fucked to this day like it's still you know when the pressure changes it hurts yeah yeah yeah. when the weather comes in differently it hurts like yeah yeah yeah. all kinds of shit right and i still have lasting damage from that and after that and after the recovery time i wasn't as fucking courageous as i used to be (laughs) i was like "Eh, this isn't fun i don't like this so yeah yeah uh yeah i used to ride my bike a lot um hang out with my friends a lot, uh, play a lot of video games. We, uh, so I, I have a fucking bum knee story too. I, when I was, uh, before I was like old enough to like ride my BMX bike and do stuff like that, me and my cousins would always like climb trees and shit. And I remember climbing this one tree and it was like the one tree we always wanted to climb because it was, uh, you could get high enough to where, like, you know, when there's like a house that has like a roof here and then there's like a, there's like windows on the second floor and then a roof up here. Mm-hmm. We would always try to climb to get above the, the window or whatever. And so I remember the one time I almost did it and I was like all the way up there. And then I went to like grab onto a branch to like, kind of like boost myself up a bit higher and the branch broke. And I, not, not only did I fall but I fell and it would have been like, it would have been like almost two full stories. Ooh. And my fucking knee smashed on the sidewalk. And that, oh, and that, bro, that fucking hurts. Just thinking about it. Yeah. So <sighs> I have, I, I, I still have a scar. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it on there. Oh no, yeah. My, my scar right on my now. knee's nasty. If I have like a tan, you can see it usually, but there's like a big scar right here from, from like hitting my knee on the sidewalk. The worst part is my mom was like one of those, one of those parents that like would not take you to the doctor unless you were like coughing up blood. So which is hilarious since it's free. Cause my mom was the I same know. way. My mom was the same fucking way, but it was because, you know, we didn't have insurance growing up. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like, if you got hurt or like sick, your ass did not go to the doctor unless your fucking head was falling off or yeah, that's how like, my mom was or too, like man. you were on death's door. And I'm not saying like my, my parents were neglectful or anything, but yeah, it, yeah. it's no, not like how, it is today. We're that's like, that's how like that generation, I think it just is. I, I yeah, I really, I, I do too. Like, I mean, yeah, granted, like when I had pneumonia, when I was a kid, my parents took me to the doctor, obviously. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like it had to be like you weren't going for a sniffle and you weren't going for like a scratch yeah. or anything like you had to need stitches or like with my knee situation, they took me or um, famous example for me uh, when I was 13, I think me and my dad were riding a four wheeler and the ha- we were sitting idle and the handlebars jerked. For some just out of nowhere, they just jerked like that, and my dad's thumb hit the accelerator. Oh shit! Well, when he did, it flipped us, and it flipped the four wheeler onto my leg. Jeez! And I was face down in a mud puddle in our driveway because our driveway was just dirt. 
Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. I was face down in a fucking mud puddle. My shoulder slammed into the into the gravel. My knee was underneath the fucking four wheeler. And oh God, I was. They got the four wheeler off of us and um went in. I had a, I had some scratches. Like I had some missing skin on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And, and my knee had a, ended up. I ended up with a scar on my knee from it. But my knee was fucked up a little bit. Did we go to the doctor? No, we just poured some peroxide on it. Yeah, and fucking fuck, man. went on our way. And like, yeah, obviously, did. obviously, it hurt for a couple weeks. But once it healed yeah. up, I was like, man, eh, I didn't really need to go to the doctor. But you know, nowadays it's like people are like, oh my god, you know, we got to go to the doctor, or we got to do this or whatever. But it's funny that we yeah. both grew up in completely different healthcare systems, and both of our parents were the same way. Were you're like, not going right, to the fucking going doctor. To the doctor. Yeah. So what happened was I remember, and my fucking face hit the ground too, man. Like my face was like all fucked up. Probably explains a lot right now. I'm gonna tell you, but uh, I was uh, my face was like all black and blue, like on this side, and uh, my mom, like I was crying. So my cousin went and got my mom, and my mom was like, "Okay, we gotta go home." And then instead of taking me to the doctor, she uh, we had like a rental, like a game rental company or store or whatever in our town. And she let me pick whatever game I wanted to rent for the week. And I got to stay home from school and I played Donkey Kong Classics, which is like Don the original Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. on the NES. Dude, that's fucking that hilarious. Because I couldn't even fucking walk, dude. And that was my doctor it was fucking Donkey Kong Classics. It's like, dude, I, I pro like my knee is still fucked to a point to this. The day. irony would have been if you'd have picked Dr. Mario. <laughs> that would have been funny. My doctor was fucking Dr. Mario. <laughs> uh no, but but yeah, same thing. Like if it's if it gets too humid or whatever, my knee'll get sore and all that stuff. Um she was like she made me wear sunglasses to school for like for like my first week back because my fucking eye was all bloodshot still. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um and then the time i think because you you talked about your your kind of like okay i'm done doing like this daredevil shit moment so my my i'm done doing this daredevil shit moment was probably like two or three years after this when we used to hit we used to hit jumps a lot like we had like a lot of dirt trails and stuff around my hometown and we would hit we would hit jumps and uh Remember, remember when you're like super young and you're trying to build a jump, but yes. it's just like a board on a thing, and it just all it does is you ride your bike over and it tips <laughs> the board, yeah. flips up. <laughs> yeah, but but anyways, we would do that for a bit. But then as we got a little older, we would we would build like these ramps out of dirt, and we would keep this one. We were like trying to build the biggest jump, and we would see who could jump the highest. And um, there was this one spot where. Um, we built a jump and I don't know what it was. It was, there's like the fire hall and there's like this big hose outside the fire hall that like swings down. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's to fill the, the water trucks maybe. And people would, we build the jump so that you could hit a jump on your bike and then like grab the fire hose and swing from it and then land. Uh, um, I, was, I, already, I, I can already tell where this is going. No, I never fucking grabbed the hose. Fuck that shit. But oh, okay. I hit the, I hit the jump and I, uh, we would try to do tricks like spin the, spin the handlebars or do the whatever thing with your, bring your tail out and then back. 
And I remember trying to do the spin the handlebars and it always worked. Like I'd done it a number of times. And for, I don't know if it hit me in the leg or what I go to spin the handlebars and it is like straight like this. I come down, dude, I land the handlebars like this and fucking boom, right in the nuts. Like, and my wheel and my wheel is sideways, right? When I come down. So there's no glide out. It's just like fucking boom. Like, as hard as you can imagine. Oh my god. And that that was my like Dude, your no camera was so choppy shit. during that whole thing, but it's hilarious watching it go in like slow motion. <laughs> it was dude, my I oh it was horrible. And my mom took me to the doctor for that one because it was like it was probably brutal. Because probably cause your nuts almost shot through your asshole. Yeah, dude. I thought I'd ruptured a nut for sure. <laughs> Every, everything was fine though oh but my god it was brutal like like you know how when you get like hit in the nuts and it like kind of like hurts up in your stomach and oh stuff? yeah it felt like that for like two days oh <laughs> it was horrible and my fucking bike was fucked after that too because i because i landed on like a side like my wheel was right sideways well, you probably bent it, your rims it, yeah i bent the rim like this it was nuts man I, I i don't think i ever went bmxing again after that i was like fuck that shit Sorry about that, guys. We had some technical difficulties with some cameras and stuff, so uh, we actually swapped over to Zoom instead of Discord. Uh, and hopefully this is a lot better quality-wise. Uh, apologize for that. But anyway, we now that we've talked about how horribly scarred we were as children because of our, <laughs> our idiot tendencies, uh, figuratively and literally scarred, uh, we are going to talk about our main topic today, and that is the wonderful era of the PlayStation 2. Uh, I... One of the first games that comes to mind when I think PlayStation 2, and it's actually the first game that I bought when I got my PlayStation 2, and that is Final Fantasy X. What's the first game that pops into your mind? First game that pops into my mind was like probably the first PS2 game I played, which was Kessen 2, which is like a fucking... I don't even know. It's like, do you remember, um, oh, what was it? Clan of Grey Wolf on the, uh, on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's like, it was that, but on PS2, basically, like it was, um, I just remember being blown away. Cause there was like all these fucking soldiers just going at it all at once mm-hmm. in like full 3d polygon graphics, which absolutely blew my mind. Like my cousin had that game um and that yeah that like knocked my cock clean off when i saw that so ever since i saw that i wanted a i wanted a ps2 really bad but i don't even know what the first game i got was um it might have been final fantasy 10 because my buddy paul had final fantasy 10 and when i got it it was already like a greatest hits so i don't know if if that was the first one i got i know i played a lot of like dark cloud and shit on it too Mm. what about rogue galaxy was that a PS2 game? Yeah, that was. That was that was like my favorite game of all time for a little while there. It kind of aged not the greatest. Like I would say Dark Cloud 2 tops it now for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game was so good when it came out. Like it was like if you took if you took like Dragon Ball Z, Pirates of the Caribbean, and fucking Star Wars and combined it. That's kind of what what Rogue Galaxy had going on. It was a action RPG. The crafting system was about this, like pretty similar to what you'd find in in like Dark Cloud Two and stuff like that. You'd build like a little factory and meld things together. But that was like 
that was like the first game we kind of talked about it uh i think two podcasts ago that was like the first game that i put like 300 hours into and just like 100 percented. i had mm-hmm. every single item in that yeah, I game think, i think you did mention that yeah um so a little background on the playstation 2 and playstation in general i pulled up the list of the best-selling game consoles of all time uh this one's actually pretty neck and neck and i'm not sure how much they still track these right but according to um this the playstation 2 is still the highest selling console of all time after i believe re- it after releasing 23 years ago and it actually there's a notation and it says final sales sales are greater than the reported figure. And this is just what's reported. So yeah, 155 million PS twos were sold from 2000 to now, but that number is actually higher, but they haven't tracked it for a while. It says right. so the next selling best selling console was the Nintendo DS with 154 million. It and prints the, money and the Nintendo. Yeah. And the Nintendo switch. So those are the top three. So, one came out four years after the PS2. One came out six years or uh, six years ago. Where's the uh, which the Switch the is Switch? actually yeah yeah the Switch is actually really impressive at 129.53 million. And what's the PS2 at? 155. Yeah, I I think the Switch could surpass it. Oh, maybe. I think it's going to honestly. It, yeah. it just keeps going up, and with and with Sony and Xbox moving into the next generation, but the Switch staying that way. Like, yeah. you know, you have two major Zelda titles on Switch. You have Mario right. Odyssey. Like, you have games that still hold up to this day that came out when the Switch came out. Yeah. Like, so the Switch is still going to be popular for a while. Um, I, I think, think so. it has. it still has a lot of sale power. Um, there have been a lot of rumors that they are, Nintendo is working on their next console, which I'm kind of afraid of because Nintendo has this whole thing where they kind of release a console and it does really well and then they, they release another one and it does really bad like other than right. the nes and super nes it's been pretty well even like the n64 was not great and then the the gamecube despite it being a good console did not do well at all and then the wii did really well and then the wii u did absolutely terrible so mm-hmm. i'm a little uh i don't know as hesitant i guess to get excited about a su- successor to the switch well, and, like, this list actually really surprised me because I didn't realize just how much PlayStation had sold. And like, as a brand as total? As a brand, because, like, yeah. I knew the PlayStation 2 was the highest-selling console of all time, but I did not realize that, like, PlayStation has, like, five, four of the top eight consoles Jeez. of all Who's, time. Is Nintendo the other four, though? Uh, yes. That's kind of what I figured. Except Xbox 360 did really well, so I would have maybe Xbox thought... Xbox 360 did slightly under what the PlayStation 3 did, which... It did under the PS3? Yeah, PS3 had 87.4 million, and Xbox 360 sold 84 million, which I own both. So I'm actually in both of those categories, but it's crazy because, like, even the PlayStation Portable sold... Almost as much as the Xbox 360. So the PSP is still up there. So here's the list. And, you know, I'll notate where, you know, obviously Sony ranks in this. So this is going to go in order. Number one is PlayStation 2. Right. Number two is DS. 
Number three is Switch. Uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color is combined, and that's number four. PlayStation 4 is number five. PlayStation Original is number six. Then it goes the Wii at number seven. PlayStation 3 at number eight. Xbox 360 at number nine. Game Boy Advance at number ten. And you could honestly switch the Game Boy Advance and the PlayStation Portable because... They're pretty tied, pretty even. Well, so the Game Boy Advance came out in 2001 and it sold 81 million. The PlayStation Portable came out in 2004 and sold 80 to 82 million. And that is a um, estimate because they it says here they stopped reporting individual platform sales in 2012. Oh, they, okay. They continue to update it sporadically, is what it says. Um, but yeah, it, out of the top eleven, pl- uh, PlayStation has five of them. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. But if you think about it, like if you think back, like everyone I knew had a PS2. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, same. And almost yeah. everyone I knew had a DS and a PSP. Like if if you think about it, it's not it's not super surprising. It's surprising that it's above like i would i would think like the ps2 i can understand is at the top but i would have thought like the nes would have been way up there as well but uh yeah, the, the nes only sold uh let's see so the sna the super nintendo sold 49 million and the let's see the nes sold i actually don't see it might be a ways down but yeah. what i think what had happened because we we always think of like the golden era of gaming as like the nes master system genesis era oh, kind of oh, thing hold on ness sold 61.9 million so actually uh it uh it sold a lot yeah it actually sold more than the the Super Nintendo, which is very surprising. No, that doesn't surprise me, honestly, because the 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 NES was like the big one, like that that really brought gaming home, right? Like, right. People had Atari and shit, but nobody played Atari like they played Nintendo. Super Mario Three, uh, Mega Man, like you had so yeah, many. Like, true. like you think now, even you'll you'll have like oh, like you were just saying. There's two Zelda games on the on the Switch. There's two Mario games or one Mario game. But back then it was like there were three Castlevania games. There were six fucking Mega Man games on the NES. You, like that game got its miles, man. Like it was there. There were like even like Dragon Quest. There were four fucking Dragon Quest games. If if Final Fantasy would have came over, there would have been three Final Fantasies. Now it's like you're lucky to get one game from a series on on one console before it switches to the next one. Kind well, of and if, if you think about it, like the history of, of gaming, usually a console's lifespan and even handheld games, like the console's lifespan is usually about six to seven years on average. Yeah. I, so I like, find like seven to 10, like you could like, there's usually, usually you've moved on by that seven to 10 period, but they usually still will make like, there's usually games up to that 10 year point kind of thing. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, Because, like, yeah, well, look at the PlayStation 4. Like, there are still games being made for the PlayStation 4 uh, that, you know, obviously the PlayStation 4 has been out since 2013. It's 2023. That's 10 years. 
Yeah. So it's still, I mean, this, the PlayStation 4 is still selling units to this day. Absolutely, yeah. So it makes sense, too, that, like, they're not going to completely abandon the system before. And usually there are two versions of the same game sometimes, like. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, like, completely different ones. Like, especially on, like, the handhelds, you saw mm-hmm. that a lot. Like, you'd have, like, a game on, like, the GameCube and PS2, and then you'd have, like, the, the DS version, which was an you entirely different 10 game. million copies. Which is kind of weird. And every once in a while, the the handheld one would be like better, which was weird. Like it didn't happen often, but every once in a while. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's just crazy to me that like you don't think about like today all like these sales numbers and stuff. Like everybody yeah. talks about sales all the time. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh, this console sold more than this console. This is why this console is better. Like it's a lot of console war bullshit. But like, yeah, yeah. At the at the end of the day. Like back then, we didn't think about sales. Like obviously, companies. No, no, did, no. But we didn't. As as gamers, we didn't think about sales. It wasn't a big deal. But now, on the the advent of the internet, like we were sharing this data, companies were sharing what their sales numbers were, and like now it's like a badge of honor. Like yeah. games are talking more about it openly because it's like a it's a because they are selling so much. Well, it's a signal of success. Like it's a yeah. It's it's you are showing that your game is successful. Because you, like, and that is a successful game launch. Like, or, you know, you, like, a series has sold 100 million copies. Like, the whole, let's say the whole Final Fantasy series has sold 100 million copies in its entirety. Like, that's a sales milestone that people can kind of get behind. Yeah. And so... With the with the internet, that's what people gauge success with now. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, uh, you know, people will be fighting on, on Twitter about a game, and they'll say, oh, well, if your game's so great, why did it only sell three million copies, and the game that I like sold seven? And it's yeah. like, you know... That doesn't always even... constitute quality either, no, right? Like... Yeah, right. Like, if we were going to go with... with Isn't Minecraft, like, the highest no, it's selling game of all time? Tetris. Is it Tetris? Tetris is the highest sold game ever. And that doesn't necessarily indicate that it's a fucking, you know, a better yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. But people use sales numbers to gauge all this stuff. Like, you know, The Witcher 3 has sold 50 million copies, I think. Makes um, sense. It's been re-released on every single console. Right. So with I like think Skyrim. It's Witcher Maybe it's the entire series, but I think it's just Witcher 3. I could be wrong. My buddy Craig... We'll probably be able to correct me on... Well, I know he'll be able to correct me on this, but... Uh, yeah, it's like... People use it as kind of like ammunition in an, in an yeah. argument. And it's kind of dumb. It is, I agree. But yeah. I, I also understand it from the perspective of, like, when you like a series or you like a game, you want it to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it it means that you're going to get more sequels, too, right? Like, it, right. It, if if a game succeeds, the odds of it continuing are much higher than if if something you like doesn't do very well. Like there's nothing right. more heartbreaking than that. Than well, when you yeah, find a like, game you love and it's right. just dead in the water well, kind look of thing. At how many how many games that have we played over the years that we really really love and wish would come back, and then they don't because well they only sold a million copies and they were looking to sell three to, to yeah try exactly and that and that's what kind of sucks is like. You know, you you find these games 
and even some that came out on PS2 that you're like, man, I'd love to have a sequel, or I'd love that if they if they did this as a series, and then they yeah. just don't exist. Could you imagine anymore. if they did a Dark Cloud three on like PS5? Well, look at Lagaya. Lagaya had Legend of Lagaya and Legend and then of Lagaya two. Yeah, and now that series is completely dead, and that that has the to dev do with, team like, is gone. Yeah, the dev too, team's gone but... too. But it it sucks is like you find these games you love, and then they just kind of fall off the map. It could be worse though. Um, Lunar, the Lunar series, they made two of them on the Sega CD. Excellent, phenomenal games. Some of the best JRPGs I've ever played. They uh, they remade them on the PS One, even better, uh, arguably. And then they've remade like the first one a couple times on like the PSP. I think the GBA and stuff like that. And then and then they're like, for whatever reason, they're like, let's make a sequel. On and then they made it on the DS, and it was the worst fucking game ever made so i mean so i mean there's there's definitely worse things than not getting a sequel (laughs) there's getting the world's worst sequel yeah so in in the lunar lunar fandom we just we it's like a a meme and a joke that lunar dragon song doesn't exist there's only lunar one and two fuck that dude it's like i love golden sun and i wish that would come back and yeah, that we would be good. Okay, so I've heard Camelot still exists. I've heard because people have been playing Sea of Stars, and and like it's always it's been billed as like uh, a big homage to Chrono Trigger. But people that have played it have been saying it feels almost more like you're playing Golden Sun. It does. Like, I Trigger. played the demo Trigger. of Sea. Of oh, Stars, okay, really? And it felt like the atmosphere of Golden Sun. So oh. I, I I really enjoyed the demo. I haven't. Obviously, I'm I'm gonna play uh, Armored Core Six before I get to it. But yeah. Anyway, we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent. Um, let's bring it back to the PS2. So yeah, yeah. Again, we said the PS2 is one of the highest selling consoles of all time. Well, it is the highest selling console of all time, I should say. Um, you know, Final Fantasy X comes to mind. Uh, but another game that comes to mind is is one of the first few games I ever bought for PS2. Enter. The Matrix. Oh, yeah. I played that at my buddy's house. That game is a fucking garbage-ass game, and I fucking love it, dude. It yeah, is so I, we, good. I haven't played it in years, but I remember loving it back in the day. But that was when Matrix was, like, on top of the world, too, right? right? Matrix was one of the most popular movies around at the time. Like, everybody was watching it. Everybody was enjoying it. So they were capitalizing on... It's the very first Matrix game, um, and it was very basic. Like, combat was, you know circle to kick or you know but you you used your matrix abilities and stuff in combat i remember you could like run up walls and stuff yes, and you like could run yeah. up walls and you could like it was so awesome i replayed that game probably a hundred fucking times i loved that fucking game and they had like real life cutscenes, like they filmed the cutscenes, and it was basically supposed to be like what happened between uh the matrix and the second one, right? And the second, which I think was the Matrix Reloaded. I think so too, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, it's I can't. It's been remember. so long since yeah, I. I can't remember the, what the name. The first movie's the only good one, anyways. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I I thought I liked number two. Um, the highway scenes classic, but anyway, that part is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I plus that chick is super hot in that fucking movie. The Merovingian's uh girlfriend or whatever she is. Oh, okay, I don't but, remember. Uh, um, 
Yeah, sorry, I'm a nerd, so I remember stupid <laughs> shit. I remember stupid shit like that all the time. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Enter the Matrix was really good. The, the Path of Neo wasn't that great. Like, it was okay, but, like, I think I'll always love Enter the Matrix because it was one of the few games that I actually got. And the way I bought my PS2 is, like, my dad uh, owned his own business for a while. And um, because of that, he would let me work in his business for like five dollars an hour, and back then, right. like five dollars an hour wasn't the wor- like the worst thing in the world. Especially if like, you're young, like a yeah, kid. That was back in like early two thousand, so five dollars an hour wasn't that far off from minimum wage back then, and that wasn't a bad wage for a teenager. Right, right. And so, like, I remember working in my dad's shop for like hours and hours and hours and i finally saved up and i bought my ps2 and i got final fantasy 10 and then i got enter the matrix uh i also played a lot of madden on ps2 because that was like the last time that madden was fucking good was around (laughs) like the ps2 like transition sort of into the ps3 area like i think madden 11 or 12 i think had like a fucking banger soundtrack and like the game was actually fun um but the game hasn't been fun since, like, the next-gen wave, which was, like, PS4, PS5. And I've always wished that Madden would go back to uh, those days, like, that quality. But the problem is, is, like, over the years we have lost, kind of like we talked about in our Nostalgia Trip episode where we were talking about, the like, the loss of charm. Yeah. Some games have also lost their identity. Yeah. Along the way, not just their charm, but like their identity as a whole. And Madden is one of those franchises where like Like Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm a, I'ma leave that one alone. I, I've been having some kind of strong feelings about JRPGs in general lately that I'll uh yeah. I'll I'll keep to myself until the day I'm ready to unleash that fucking monster. But uh I I kind of miss the days of the PS2 where, like, things were just simple. Like, you know, like, we talked last episode about Test Drive Eve of Destruction. And oh, how yeah, that, yeah, That yeah. was, like, a fun game that we used to play or whatever. And those were the days. Like, that was the PS2 days, the, the original Xbox days. Like, yeah, I remember I had a PS2, my friends all had PS2s, and then we all got Xboxes because of, like, Halo, Halo 2... Um, and all that, but, like, the PlayStation 2 for me was, like, I had a PlayStation 1, and obviously, like, I was shaped by the PlayStation 1 with, like, the yeah, Final Fantasy same, series, yeah. but I feel like the PlayStation 2 was where I was old enough and understood games on a on a better level. Yeah, you, like, appreciated them on a different level. Right, and, and like, I, that was the first time that I was buying games with my money. Yeah. Like, yeah, I always yeah. had, like, birthday money and stuff, but that never really felt like my money. Yeah. I earned my PS2 games. Like, I worked in my dad's shop. I, you know, I did chores around the house to, to help pay for my games or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I realize it's kind of the same thing as getting birthday money, but because I was working to earn it. Yeah. yeah. I, it felt more real that I was getting these games, and I bought the entire console for myself. And it was more um, important that you you like kind of vetted your games a bit, like right. 
the the worst is like you you save up for like a couple months and then you go go home with Dragon Ball Z sagas or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and at the time, like to get my gaming news because we didn't have internet at home until like way after everybody had already had internet. Yeah, same. And it was on like a shitty USB that we got from like our cell phone company where you like oh, plug it into. No, yeah, not you plug that kind. Yeah, you plug it into your fucking laptop or whatever, and then like the internet comes from that. Uh, and it's like a cell tower kind of thing. It was like this really awful. shitty thing. I have a funny story about this, but we'll get into that in a second. But like that's how we had internet. Well, because of that, like I had to rely on stuff like Nintendo Power and yeah, yeah, magazines, EGM and, and stuff, and yeah. and yeah, and friends and stuff that were talking about games or whatever. So, um, or like back in the day, um, movies and stuff or TV shows would actually play. Would advertise, yeah, X Play would advertise video games. Yeah. So that's how I would find out about them instead of like now where you can't get on Twitter or Facebook without seeing like a video game announcement or yeah. an ad or a well, sponsored even on, thing. Even on TV now, like at that time, that was kind of like when video game, I think PS1 was when video game TV commercials started to happen, but they were rare as fuck to see. Well, Nintendo had some too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that era was like it it was super rare to see but the ps2 was where you started actually kind of seeing like more frequent tv commercials um i'd say it wasn't until ps3 era where like it was like a regular thing to see video game commercials on tv yeah well and here's the thing too about ps2 games like i remember looking at the cover of ps2 games and being extremely excited to play the game that was in it because like yeah um now kind of to we're kind of in an era where like people want to see like sleek designs they want to see like real simple like a colored background with a character on it and like box art has has like completely changed over the years and the ps2 era had some of my favorite like you you cannot mistake the front cover of final fantasy 10 yeah, you can't mistake like the the front cover of Enter the Matrix because it was like the Matrix lettering, like the the classic like Matrix yeah, symbols the coming down, and the yeah, yeah, and and it was holographic, and it said Enter the Matrix across the cover, and it was like really cool looking, and it you know you moved it and it would shine, or you know I I think I want to say so the PS2 did not have the reversible covers yet because the cases no, were I all hadn't... yeah the cases were all black, but do you remember when the PS2 first came out? And like, uh, the discs were blue on the bottom. I did have one blue disc. Yeah, I had yeah. one game. Like when the PS2 first came out, the the discs on the bot like on the bottom were blue. Those ones like don't work very well. The blue the blue discs. Well, I like find. if they got like a, a smidgen of a scratch, they didn't work. They were fucked. fucked. Yeah. yeah, but I had games that had the regular like disc bottom. Yeah, and they like scratched a fuck would still play yeah they would yeah so well then they started doing like the dual dual layer dvds and stuff like that too right mm-hmm. where where you could fit like w- like two dvds worth of space on it kind of thing well and it's crazy too because like some games like you ever see like those cases where they hold two discs but they literally have no reason to because the game legend only of the guy <laughs> yeah the game only comes with one you know yeah 
But I have no idea why they did that. Yeah, the PS2 was weird. But I remember the PS2 cases had the memory card thing at the top. Right. They always did. Yeah. And that, that was, was really weird. cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like box art has really changed over the years. And I, I think the PS2 era has some of my favorites. Um, yeah, it did. It did. I think you know, because the box was big enough that they could fit like something real nice in there. Whereas like the PS1, they were working with such a small mm-hmm. kind of square of space that it it generally like they still have some iconic box art. Don't get me wrong. But the uh, the P- I, I feel like the NES, the Genesis and the PS2 had probably the best mm-hmm. the best box art because it wasn't trying to be like minimalist and stuff they were Mm -hmm. just trying to put on a a good a good like picture of of like what the game encompassed and stuff like that right it was supposed to grab you you know and i feel like like we're at an age now where like yeah box art can kind of grab you but the internet spreads so much information about games now. you already know yeah right the box art isn't as important which in some ways that's great i'm glad that we have the information we need to buy games that we want to buy and and avoid games that we don't but at the same time there i feel like a sense of wonder and like mysticism yeah You, you see a box art and you're like man that looks like a great fucking game let me look at the back or whatever but now you just Oh, that looks kind of cool. Let me let me just look it up on on fucking YouTube or the internet real quick, and in yeah. like five seconds, you already know you if you're have... gonna buy this game or not. Like, yeah. I get that 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 does save you money, and you know we've talked about in the past, like, you know, we didn't have as much money growing up as maybe some other people, so like we had to vet our games really hard. Yeah, and sometimes would have to buy games that our friends wanted, and they would buy games that we wanted and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so and you so could trade. yeah, so. Like, you had to be very careful, and box art was a way to hook people and entice people, but we kind of lost that along the way, and I think that's why we're seeing more simple box art, because it's less, it's less work, number one. Yeah, it doesn't, the games aren't relying on the art to sell themselves, kind of thing. Right. It's not a marketing tactic as much anymore as it used to be, whereas in the back in the day, that was a marketing tactic, was... Absolutely. What, what are we going to put on the cover of this game or what are we going to have? And I think the PS2 era has some of the best examples of marketing games like, you know, as much as I fucking hate this game, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, if, that if you look great at the, box It art. has a great fucking box art. Yeah, Shitty fucking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fucking one of the worst games I've ever played. And... I'm sorry, There, it has its defenders, I don't give a fuck, that game is trash. It is Garbo, yeah. It is fucking trash, but, you know, if it's your favorite game, whatever, I'm sorry, but, again, I fucking hate that game, but, <laughs> it, it just... It's got some charm, but... But it's got it's, some sweet fucking box art, and you would yeah, think, yeah, yeah. looking at the box art, this game's gonna be fucking dope. If no. you looked at the box art and the screenshots, you would be sold on Dirt of Service, I think. Right, and I think that's a lot of games back in the day, and yeah, it's funny because like I remember like Final Fantasy X, no mistaking that game. And the other cool thing about box art or boxes in general for games is that like you see the marketing on the box change too. Yeah. Do you remember on the back of Final Fantasy X, the big fucking thing on there was like 3D character models and uh voiceover like yeah, 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 we yeah. were at a like, period where like voiceover was just taking its like true form yeah and like they 
put that on the box. Now, you would never see that on the box now because it's so commonplace. It's taken, yeah, for granted. But it's funny yeah. that, like, as marketing has changed, the things that they market changes. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it's a voiceover. But now it's like, here's this feature, you know. There was actual things about the game that because those things were new, you were seeing them for the first time. Promoting it on the box itself, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. and, like, People that grow up now in, in this era where, like, everything's kind of spoon-fed to you don't understand that, like, back in the day, game you had to read your games, yeah. and voice acting wasn't always around, and so that is a big marketing thing back in the day that there's voices. Yeah, but, absolutely. But today, everybody's like, well, that's just, you know, that's common, so why does that even have to be marketed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I could say, like, voice acting-wise that they market now is, besides, like, who's voicing what characters like they do that on social right. media but on the box specifically is like what, what language languages. what language the game is in yeah. right you know so it's it, it's just funny to me that like so box art has has evolved over the years to where those things aren't necessary anymore so one thing um that that uh, is probably unique to uh my country with when it comes to like ps2 specifically well and up to now i guess but we don't have very many manuals now but the ps so the ps1 i think the tail end of the ps1 that started but the ps2 was where it was like very noticeable um so you're talking a bit about like the box art and like kind of like the manual kind of thing um so here with the ps1 games we would get two manuals we'd get an english one and a french one and uh but the the PS2, it was all one thick ass manual. Yeah, and like and like <laughs> those clips are only like so big. So we would get like this. It would be in English, and then the French was jammed in there as well. And so like the clips the, would break. The clips would like be fucking. They wouldn't break, but they were barely holding that thing in there. And it was like it was just like the thickest fuck. I just remember the manuals being so thick on the PS2. Well, and I like. I think back in the day, too, did you – I don't think so much anymore because we're more of a digital age now, but all of my PS1 cases got broke because they're that, that flimsy, hard plastic. Yeah, I wouldn't say they got broke, but there was, like – they were always scratched, and there was – some of them had, like, little cracks in them that, yeah. like, you couldn't always see, but if you, like, tilted it in the light, you would be able to see it. And there was the odd one where, like, the hinges would fucking break yeah, on the or, PS1 or, cases. Or the, but the PS2 cases would have, like, where you'd go to the pop the disc out. Like Oh, and the little grabbers would, like, the, break the off? The clips would break off and shit. Yeah. And, like, you'd have a hole where that used to be, and it sucks because, like, that's – we used to have to use sleeves like, uh, you know, the flip, the flip uh, cases that yeah, you yeah, buy. Like the CD bought The CD cases, yeah. Which I don't think that's, I mean, there are people that use them now still, but that's way less of a thing than it used to be because our cases anymore, like, I think the cases now are pretty solid. Durable, yeah. Right. Or I like never used the cases that, that had the, you know how they close, like the PS2 cases close? For whatever like for whatever reason, the, the actual like clamps yeah. would, would wear out, and then you couldn't close the PS2 case properly. Oh, I've never had that. Same with same with like the uh, like I never used the binder the the disc binder things for for any of my PS1 games and stuff. But I know like my buddy Mike did. Um, but do you remember? Do you remember like back when we would use like 
do you ever use like a discman in your car and you had to use the cassette to go in the cassette thing? Yeah, so play your discman through the speakers, dude. I was doing that like fucking five years or well, probably not than that. <laughs> I was I was doing it like ten years ago. Still, I had really? a, I had a car that, that had a tape deck in it. It was like one of the last few cars I ever had that had a tape deck in it. And I went to Walmart and bought a fucking one of those things, the those adapters, the, the cassette adapters, and would use like my phone. And you have to make sure you. Oh yeah, because yeah, my my buddy uh, Sean did that. He used his phone and hooked it up to his phone instead of like a discman. Yeah, yeah back yeah. when phones still had fucking headphone jacks. Yeah, yeah. But I I remember you had to get like a what was it like an anti anti shock so that so that when you hit bumps in your car it wouldn't skip the CD. And then uh, and then do you remember you're you're you'd be like driving down the highway. And you're reaching up because everybody kept their discs up up in like the yeah the, the little the visor. visory thing yeah and you're like so now it's I just find it so funny because now everyone's like well don't check your phone don't change the song on your phone while you're driving meanwhile in like the fucking two thousands <laughs> we have like this fucking binder of discs we, we're steering with our knees. <laughs> <laughs> we got a binder of discs. We look at the road every now and again, and then, and we're like, "What CD should we put in, boys?" <laughs> my dad. Through. Oh my god! One time, my sister uh, got into an accident. She rear-ended somebody because she <laughs> was not very hard. She was at a stoplight or whatever. Right, right. But she was uh, trying to get a CD or whatever. She was messing with the radio, and she wouldn't like tell my dad that she did it. Right, but he, but he knew. Yeah and, yeah, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip that fucking radio out of your car if you, <laughs> if you don't start fucking paying attention while you're driving." And it was, just, it's just really funny that you bring that up because that it's as soon as you said those disc binders, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I remember like doing road trips with my friends, and like whoever was driving would be like, "Grab the wheel, I gotta, I gotta find the next <laughs> CD, <laughs> right?" You like, Dude, I do that uh, even like... when I'm, even when I'm changing, <laughs> even when I'm changing the fucking song on my phone. Sometimes my wife will grab, like, we're on the interstate or something, and my wife will grab the fucking steering wheel for me. And I'm like, That's so funny, dude. I'm like, You're a real one, you know? That's so funny, dude. Because, yeah, that's completely different than how it is now. But, yeah, like the disc binders, it's so funny because, like, I still have some of them. And I went through and I found, like, my Yu Gi Oh! Forbidden Memories. And I found, like, Oh, yeah, on PS1. Yeah, all this other, like, all these other PS1 games, like, my Capcom versus SNK2 is in there. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, my King Best of Fighters game of all time, but right, my King of Fighters and Tekken Three was in there. Like, yeah, I still have those binders and shit, and it's really funny. But I, I forget sometimes like how much. It's almost like a decluttering kind of situation. Like people, things got more convenient. Like you know, you use your phone for music now, so you're not thumbing yeah, through you CDs, to... and you're not, like, putting your games and movies and stuff, and DVD cases are everywhere, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. you don't have that anymore because it's it's a digital age now, but it's just so funny when you look back and you're like, holy shit, like, there's a lot of stuff that was super inconvenient, but we didn't care at the time because at that time, that was, like, an advance in technology. Oh, like, absolutely. You know, you weren't having case, uh, like, cassettes would get worn out, and the tapes yeah. and the tape in them would like start like, fraying or whatever. Yeah. But you didn't have that with discs and it was like more convenient. But even though it's more oh, expensive, it you like you had all these things. And, and it, you could choose the song. Like if you didn't right. like the song, you could skip it. Whereas with the cassette, you'd have to fast forward, hit play. Nope, still the shitty one. Right. <laughs> and, and the thing going. is, like the PS2 era, like PS1, PS2 and stuff, like when you started 
uh, your console up, the startup sound. Ah, uh, yeah, they and, didn't really have that till the PS One, I don't think. Yeah, right? and, the, and no, that's... the well, the Gen the the Master System and Genesis kind of did. The Sega CD a hundred percent did. It had that dur 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 dur, but right. Um, but Genesis, the Genesis, the only reason it did is because they would put it at the start of their games. Whereas right. like the Sega CD, if you just turned it on, there was no game in, you would you would actually get the startups. Well, screen. and on and on that note, I guess like you could say that the um the Super Nintendo also had it because like whenever you'd start it would always go right. Or uh the uh well the PlayStation no, maybe it was just Nintendo that had it at the thing. The N64 had it, like, you'd play Pokemon Stadium, and, like, the N64 logo would roll around, and then, like, Pikachu would come out, and then yeah, that was, like... Yeah, but that was, that was in the game. That wasn't just right. the console startup. Right, I think right. the console startup, I think the PS1 was one of the first few... Yeah, Sega CD, then PS1, probably, yeah. I would say. And, like, and then from then on, I think everything has it now. Well, they do to an extent, but they're much more, like, basic... It's like a right. thing. Well, I guess, like, yeah, I guess now they don't because you have like your menu screen and stuff, right? right with everything. Um, so, so like, I like you can't startup screens are fucking iconic as hell. Like, especially yeah. like the, the GameCube one. Yeah. <laughs> like the, and then, you know, like the PS2 had yeah. that one, you know, or it was like the the PlayStation One one. Is the best, I think. Oh, I agree. Um, the GameCube had the really long one. The GameCube yeah. actually, <laughs> yeah, the GameCube <laughs> actually had alternate ones that you could get if you had. Like, I think if you held certain buttons on the controller. Oh, really? You could get I, alternate ones. I, That's cool. I think it was the GameCube. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the PS2 era had some of the best like enhancements, the best video games, like the best atmosphere, like. Even People just, actually started using the multi-tap, I feel yeah, like, with the, the PS2. The multi-tap, uh, you know, I I remember, like, me and my buddies would hang out and play PS2 all the time. Yeah, same. And it was just, I, I feel like even though back in the day, like, we didn't have the internet as much, like, the PS2 kind of started the internet on the consoles. Absolutely. Thing. Like, you had, it, it, it started the internet, but it didn't, like, rely on the internet to make the right. games not suck. And also, that was where, like, that, I feel like the biggest game that, that started the whole, like, online gaming console thing is, like, SOCOM. Like, SOCOM yeah. was fucking huge back well, in the day. And Halo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halo 2, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but, but that was the same generation. You know what I right. mean? Like, it was that generation where now, obviously, SOCOM, Halo. Obviously, like, PC had it way before that, but, like, on yeah, yeah, console-wise. Yeah, console, yeah, 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 console, Xbox, and and PlayStation 2. And, like, I I didn't play much on the internet on PlayStation same. 2. Because, like I said, we didn't have internet. And I never really played games where internet was, like, a big focus. I was a very single-player-oriented gamer. And, like, I had friends that we'd actually go to each other's houses and play back then. So, yeah. like, not until, like, the PS3 and Xbox 360 did I really start playing online. And Same, even then... Yeah. And that's because my friends all, like, we all, like, right. gro grooved up, grooved up. We all grooved up, moved away, brother. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck. But anyway, like, you know, I had this friend that we all... so. We had three friends and we all lived in the same town, right? Yeah. And, and in the town that we lived in, it only had a hundred people in it, and so like we were very, very close, like yeah, proximity wise. 
And our buddy lived out like on a gravel road, but that was still only like a mile away from us. Yeah. So we yeah. would go out there and we would be set up in his room and we'd had we had three TVs in his room and we would all bring our Xboxes over and play like Call of Duty and Halo and Gears of War and like a bunch of other right. stuff. But before that, we were all playing on PS2 and we were not doing it on the internet, but we were still bringing it over to our friends' houses or they were coming over to our house or you know, stuff like that. And I feel like back then I made a lot of great memories on the PS2 because that was like the first time that I had played a bunch of multiplayer games with my friends. Like I didn't back when I was growing up the PS1, I didn't have that many friends that came over to my house. Right. Or like I went over to their houses because we kind of lived like in an offshoot and like my parents worked all the time. So they didn't want to drive me and stuff. And right. So it was hard to get to my friends' houses, but like, and our school district encompasses like a lot of small towns outside of my current oh, town. Oh, so you were going to, you were like making friends with people that weren't even like necessarily right. in your town. Right. So it was really hard to connect in the PS1 days, but in the PS2 days, we'd moved and some of my friends lived in the small town. Like, my main friends lived in the small town that I moved to, fortunately right. enough. And so, like, we were able to play PS2 and stuff together. So the PS2 was like the first time that I really got into multiplayer gaming. And because I wasn't a PC gamer back then, obviously, because we just didn't have the money for PC gaming. But, and back then, PC gaming was fucking ridiculously expensive. Like, it still is now, but if you could. And it was honestly worse than console, for the most part. Like, the games you had back then. Right. And so, like I said, I think the PS2 was the first time that I really embraced multiplayer gaming. And, like, me and my friends would play Madden like fucking crazy. Guitar Hero. Um, yeah, right. You know, I forgot Guitar Hero was on, like, PS2. Yeah, like Guitar Hero the... started on PS2. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it evolved into Rock Band and stuff like that. So, like, my yeah. roots in multiplayer gaming and, like, my roots with my friends starts really at the PS2 era. And I, I always remember it for that because I had a lot of great memories there's a lot of great games. It was a really high-selling console, so there was always somebody to find that was playing games. Yeah, that's you know? true. And back in the day, like, borrowing games and stuff was a big deal because, you know, until the PS3 where we had online capability to buy games, you didn't buy games online. Yeah, you know? that's so true. You, could, you bought a PS2 game, your buddy at school's like, hey, I just beat Devil May Cry, the first one or whatever, and... You're like, oh, I just beat, like, I don't know, fucking Enter the Matrix. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I want to play Devil May Cry. Oh, I want to play Enter the Matrix. So you yeah, swap you games and shit. And then, like, yeah. you'd come to school the next day and talk about how fucking awesome, like, the games yeah. that you had played and everything else. And that was like... Then you'd be like, did you get to this part yet? Like, Right. I mean, and we still do that today, right, but... Right. And a lot of series... Kind of like- a lot of series, yes, they got started on the PlayStation 1 or even before... But I think the PlayStation 2, like, Devil May Cry started on the PlayStation 2. You know, um... God of War. God of War started on the PlayStation 2. And those franchises are still running to this Ratchet day. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank are running yeah. to this day. And it's it's cool because, like, we remember what those games were like back then. Yeah. And now we're still getting games in those series, for better or worse. And I, I, I think the PS2 solidified a lot of those series that we that we enjoy today or or at least inspired those series that we enjoy today i think i think a big thing about the ps2 uh 
which shows how well it holds up too is like when the when they started doing like just like hd remasters on the ps4 Mm -hmm. and like pretty much all of them hold up like very well um but uh i i wanted to talk about um how the ps2 was also kind of like the last era where games being fun was more important than gangs games telling a serious narrative or um games being um like like i always when it comes to like movies i always say like oh that's a movie that was just made to try and win an award you didn't really have those you had them on the ps2 but the focal point on the ps2 was still just making fun games like for example like ratchet and clank like you still have the you have like ratchet and clank's probably the only series today on like ps4 and stuff that's just kind of wacky and fun but now it, it seems like since the ps3 games have been like trying to be too serious take themselves too seriously well as technology had... advanced like with mocap suits and and voice yeah. acting and stuff like that they wanted to be more serious and like gaming has caught up with hollywood when it comes to like telling a story telling and... a story portraying a story like in yeah, visuals and stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. so that makes but a lot of sense that it would transition that way because it's become more i would say more corporatized than it used to be but I miss that that charm of like that kind of goofy zany. Like even um we'll even look at like so so the Genesis and stuff had like NBA Jam and stuff, but do you remember PS2 had like NBA Street? Yeah. It had oh my God, like those games NFL, were... wasn't there an NFL one yep. as well? NFL they went all the way up to I think NFL Street Three. Yeah. And, and like Def Jam Vendetta. Yes. Like, there was so many good like games that were like fun was the fucking the top, like, like, who cares? The graphics might not be the best. Our primary fucking thing we're going for here is a f- to make a fun ass game. Right and now, I feel like that's not the the objective anymore. Really? Yeah, you, they want high quality looking game, which I don't blame them for wanting high quality visuals and stuff. But right, right. But I, fun, I feel like I missed the day when fun was the primary objective right. of making making a game right i mean it's like if it's not fun why are you doing it right yeah it, it's called a game bro <laughs> yeah. games are supposed to be fun and and i'm i appreciate a game that tries to tell me a story like obviously Same. Like, so do like, I. Like, like obviously we play jrpgs we play rpgs yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like obviously story is not like an issue with us but like your story can be fantastic but if your game's not fun to play Like, I'm going to get less enjoyment out of it, even though story is, like, my main focus. Right. Like, I I like the story of Armored Core 6, but I'm playing the game because it's it's fast, fun, balls-to-the-wall, gun hell. Yeah. Like, it's a bullet hell game at its core, no pun intended, and it's just a lot of fun, and that's, that's what I'm enjoying. It's not the the fucking super spectacular visuals that it has. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's the fact that it's the fun. gameplay itself. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm invested in the story. Like I like it. It's very basic right yeah, it's now. Not the, it's not the point. That's not the reason you got the game though. Either, right. 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 As of chapter one, the story is not super involved yet. It's, it's ramping up, but my enjoyment of it has not been the story. Even yeah. though I am enjoying the story, my enjoyment has come from doing the builds and playing with new guns and doing all this other stuff that that like encompasses everything in the game, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the uh, 
like the reason the biggest reason to me that Dreamcast failed, A, obviously the DVD player, but B is um Sega has always been the best at like arcade style games. And I feel like the PS2 still had like that arcade feel. And then as and then I feel like PlayStation was like, okay, the the reason our console succeeded is because we went, we kind of left that arcade feel in the dust for the most part. And then I feel since the PS3, it's gotten further and further from that like arcadey fun feel. And I feel like we need to kind of go back to that a little bit, like, like have, have the serious stories, but still have points that have like that arcade level Mm -hmm. of, of zaniness and fun. You know what I mean? Like, I I really miss that. I feel like, I feel like that's why uh, the PS2 like, like era GameCube era has that, kind of charm to it that Mm -hmm. that we we're missing today for the most part like obviously there's exceptions to that but that was like the main like every game had it back then yeah and i feel like even though like the nintendo and and sega rivalry kind of kicked off the console wars yeah i don't feel like the ps2 era really felt like that like no it didn't i feel like i feel like it was different i feel like you either had you had a PlayStation, you were a PlayStation guy or you were an N64 guy and you didn't argue because you just had one and didn't give a shit about the other if you had one for right. the most part. And, Whereas and with Genesis and Super Nintendo, the games, the style of games were still so similar that it was like, no, mine's better. You know what right. I mean? Like, Yeah, well, and obviously like, you know, you had games like, you know, Halo that you can only play on Xbox and you had yeah. like, so you know, on PS2. Uh, Right, Final Fantasy that you could only play on PlayStation and stuff. And so, like, I felt back in the day, it wasn't necessarily, like, console wars, even though you could probably... I'm sure there was. Like, I'm sure there it was... It wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't to the extent that it was. On I the, think the... Again, I think the internet, and the more people started using it, the more people started getting this idea that it was one versus the other. And yeah. it, back then, to me, anyway, now I could be wrong, it could have been very prevalent, and I just wasn't paying attention. To me, it did not feel that way. Like, none of my friends were like, oh, you own a PlayStation, you fucking loser, get an Xbox. Yeah, or, yeah. Or vice versa, because, like, we just didn't think that way. It sucked when your friend had a console you didn't, because you couldn't trade games, but you could still go over to your friend's house and play it, and it would still be yeah. cool. And, like, a lot of the time, the reason why I bought an Xbox, or I bought an Xbox 360... Was because everyone your friends all had first kind of thing. Well, yes, I bought a PS2 before I bought a regular Xbox, but I bought that Xbox because my friends all had PS2s and then my buddy Ben bought an Xbox and we all played right. it and we're like, well, fuck, this is awesome. We'll we'll buy an Xbox. So I went out and I bought an Xbox and I had both. And depending on what games I wanted to play, I would buy one or the other. And back then I kind of was able to do that. Because not every console was fucking six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's true. You know, too. and that's the thing. And like, I enjoyed both consoles for different reasons. For different reasons, and I think it's because they had, like, like you, like I kind of said, like they had completely different target audiences, and it, and their games had a completely different vibe. Like N sixty four was a different vibe than PS one. PS2 was a different vibe than Xbox. You weren't going to buy a PS2 to play first-person shooters. You were going to play an Xbox to, to buy first-person shooters. Right. Same with, like, West, most Western RPGs were on the Xbox. Most JRPGs were on the PS2. Like, I feel like 
that's why it wasn't such a console war. Cause it's like, if you like these, you're going to get this console. Why are you going to, there's no point in like comparing and arguing because you're, you bought this console because it's this one suits those needs. And this one suits these needs kind of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And if you like both, then back then game consoles weren't so expensive. So you could get both if you were interested in both, but you'd play this one to play those games. Right. And this one to play these kinds of games. Well, and then obviously with like the invention of Xbox live and stuff like that, like, yeah, you know, if you wanted to play online, most of the time you were going to buy an Xbox, you know, yeah, but if yeah. that wasn't your thing. If you wanted single player experiences like PS3, you could just go with a PS2 or a PS3 or whatever. And that would be okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but it, it just felt like we all coexisted back then. Yeah. And then we the got internet to a point where, and the, yeah, yeah. And then the internet became more prominent and now it's, you get on Twitter and you could scroll for five seconds and you're going to see fucking 10 console war posts or people yeah. bitching or people bitching about the people that are in the console war bullshit. Like, yeah, my, my worst thing is like, um, right now you see people that are like, Oh, PlayStation fans are crying because of this. And it's like, it's like you see more more posts about them saying that those people are crying than you do that. Like, I've never actually seen a PlayStation person complain that a game was on Xbox. But mm -hmm. I, instead, I see people on Xbox saying that PlayStation fans are crying about games on Xbox. Yeah, I've I've never liked Xbox. And the main reason is because of the controller. I don't like the, the weird, like, twisty joystick yeah. fucking thing they got going on there. But I mean, and, and so it wasn't it until I it works great for first person shooters. Yeah, I don't even think so. But I this year was the first. I think it was this year I finally bought an Xbox 360, and it's just so I can eventually play Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey, which is but, a great choice. Yeah, but uh, I've that's the I have like probably like twenty some consoles, and for the longest time, none of them were Xbox. So as much as I'm a PlayStation fan, I'm probably more anti Xbox. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I don't give a shit if you buy an Xbox. Like right. to me now, all games to me should go to all consoles. It should just be preference on controller and interface. That's all that it should be to me. It should all come to right. PC. Fucking obviously, the Switch is a special case. I'd still prefer everything to come to Switch, but. I, I understand, like, they're not going to downgrade their game just so it can fucking... Well, and I also agree, like, first-party games, like, you know, Halo is a strictly Xbox game. It's made by Xbox and Microsoft, like... Right, and like, people like me who have never bought an Xbox have zero interest in Halo, so I, we don't care, right? Right. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, I understand, like, first-party titles, but I think any third-party title should be multi-console. Right. Yeah, and everything should be cross-play as well. That drives me fucking crazy that you can't play on i can't play my friends who are playing on pc on a console and in like, fucking 2023 exactly it's so ridiculous like it's becoming and, more prominent but it's still an issue it is still an issue in the ps2 era we really took a lot of things for granted especially like yeah we did because we i feel like we as gamers grew up in the right era like the right time frame for us to well, really we saw it all right we, we yeah saw we, the we changes pretty... from 8-bit to 16-bit to third to like 3d right. polygon to ps I, I think super nintendo to ps1 was the biggest jump there will ever be and then i think ps1 to ps2 is the second biggest jump there right ever be. and i think what's funny about it is it's like 
when we were playing the NES, like we were like, oh, this is the this is the greatest thing. This will be the best that games ever get, right? And then like yeah. you know, you I didn't feel that until the PS2. When I played Metal Gear right. Solid 2 for the first time, I was like, this is the most realistic games can possibly ever get. Dude, like, and there are some PS2 games that still kind of hold up a little bit. Yeah, they do. Like like Final Fantasy 12. I think that game still holds up. Well, if you, especially if you pop them in like an emulator, like the, what is it, P, PPSS2 or whatever, the PCPS2 yeah, or whatever it's, it's PCSX2 called. PCSX2 or something like that. Yeah. If you play Dragon Quest Eight on maximum settings on that, it looks like a PS4 game. Like, hands down, it's fucking crisp as fuck. So I don't know how they do that. Like, were the assets originally like that high quality when they put them in the game? And then I when think they put just, them on the console, it's it, just upscaling. But how does that work? Like, how do they it's make like an that AI console? thing? Is it? Yeah, they kind of use... That was crazy, man. How, right. how good they make that shit look. Like, especially PS2 games. Because I use my PlayStation Classic to play PS1 games, and it upscales them, and they look a lot nicer than they do if I just run them from my PS1. Right. But the, the way PS2 games can look like 1080p, like, it is... And it is crisp. Yeah. Like, how they make those models look like what they looked like to us back then is insane. It's so crazy. Yeah, they can get that crispness out of those old models like that. Right. And it's like the PS2 had a lot of good. Obviously, there was a lot of janky stuff back then because they were still kind of trying to figure it out. But yeah, yeah, the the PS2 had some of the some of the best looking games. Well, even the original what always drives me crazy is the uh, the HD remaster of Final Fantasy X. The, they redid the character models and they look fucking terrible compared yeah. to the original PS2 ones. I agree. Yeah, I, which is super weird. It is, and it's like you would think, like with the invention of modern technology, that it wouldn't be that way, but it really is. You're right. Yeah, they look better on the the, the PS2 models look better. So the best way to play uh, Final Fantasy X, the original one, is to still fire up the fucking PS2 version in an emulator and up and like just crank all the settings so if you had to give your top five ps2 games of all time what would they be i can go first if you need time yeah you go first that's a tough one for me okay so my number one is obviously going to be final fantasy 10 um it's my second favorite game of all time so that's that's pretty uh that's going to be pretty obvious um I would say my number two, and it's purely because of nostalgia. I know the game has not aged well. Uh, Enter the Matrix. Right. Um, I, I would say so long, man. Test Drive Eve of, De- Eve of Destruction is another good one. Um, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, of course. That that actually <laughs> is my number one. I lied. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> so disappointed. Uh anyway, uh I'm going to sound like a fucking douchebag when I say this, but Madden 06. <laughs> my, or no Mad, Madden of It's tough. They're all the same. Cuz Madden matter. Madden 04 <laughs> might be one of the greatest Maddens ever. Um Madden 05 invented the hit stick, so I'm probably going to go with Madden 05. Um, as my number four and number six, number five is one that I played the ever living fuck out of MLB, the show 06. 
Oh yeah, I figured you'd play that one. Favorite uh, baseball game super ever. Popular. Yeah, MLB The Show 06 is my favorite baseball game of all time. Um, I know people that still play and stream that on Twitch. Actually, it might be my favorite sports game of all time. Besides, better maybe... than Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so I do top ten videos is like my main thing on on my YouTube channel. So. I, I will eventually get to, like, top 10 in PS2, but off the top of my head, I would have to put, I mean, number one's probably Dragon Quest Eight. It's not my favorite Dragon Quest game, but it's still, it's fucking, it's so high quality. Like, keep, like you have to keep in mind that until Dragon Quest Eight, the uh, the Final Fantasy or the Dragon Quest games were... Um, pixels art still you know what i mean like final fantasy had moved away most jrpgs had moved away from that on the ps1 but the the ps1 dragon quest games looked like final fantasy tactics where it was like pixel art on top of like a 3d plane um so the first like fully realized 3d environment polygon look dragon quest game was dragon quest 8 and it looked phenomenal like at the time right and still does um so that would be number one number two man it's so hard i probably would go with dark cloud 2 even though it's a game i've never finished because my fucking memory card got corrupted when i got super far into that game um but i just remember really really liking that game uh and and pretty much anything level five touched was just gold back then including dragon quest 8 um and then the third one would probably be yeah final fantasy 10 Final Fantasy X was just so fucking good, uh, especially especially like that jump in in just visual quality, mm-hmm. musical quality, voice all acting that stuff, voice acting. Like it was just it was just really good in that. I missed I missed the exploration. Like it's not one of my favorite favorite Final Fantasy games because of that. But this but story wise, ten is one of the strongest by far. Um, what is that three? Fuck, I don't know. What what would be number four? Uh, Dragon Ball Z sagas. <laughs> no, that game was that's one of the worst. Probably the, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's the dirt this. that's the dirge of Cerberus of fucking Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball games. Z games. But no, I would I would probably say Battlefront 2. That's Star a Wars good Battlefront one. 2 was fucking I played the shit out of that. And I so got an I. online adapt like a network adapter just to play that one online. Um and then f- five, man, I gotta look. Oh fuck! Sorry, five would be Metal Gear Solid three. Like, oh nice, it'd, yeah, pro- it'd probably be. It'd probably actually that would probably actually be my number one. Metal Gear Solid uh, three would probably be number one, and then shuffle everything down from there. I would say. Honor- honorable mention for me, and I I I want to put it in my top five, but I was trying to like diversify a little bit because I loved back in the day. I loved. I love RPGs and I've always loved RPGs, but back in the PS2 era, I really loved sports games, right? Because uh, I feel like that was when they were at their best. Um, I really loved uh, like Enter the Matrix, like action shooter, 3D, right? You know, right. or like third person shooter games. Um, but I think honorable mention wise, I would have to go. Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy Yeah, Final <laughs> Fantasy twelve uh, is up there. I want to put it in my top five, but I, I want to diversify a little bit and not just put RPGs. Um, and then 
Was Resident Evil 4 on PS2? Event, uh, yeah, eventually, yeah. That's what I played it on. Okay, PS2. yeah. So I would put Resident Evil 4 up there as well. Yeah, um, that was a good one. I, you know, there's so many games from back then. Those are probably my top five, plus my two honorable mentions. Yeah, the PS2 had some great games. I like the PS1 better still, overall. But uh, PS2 is probably a second or third favorite console of all time. And you, you brought up something, actually, about ps2 that that reminded me i don't think that people will ever understand what it's like anymore because we don't do memory cards anymore we do onboard storage you know and there's cloud there's cloud saving there's backup saves there's stuff you can do to protect your save data yeah when a corrupt memory card back in the fucking day we didn't have that and the problem with with my ps2 memory card i don't know about yours but whenever i got a corrupted file it wouldn't let you delete it Oh, really? Mine would like yeah. I, mine would let me delete it. So fuck. I had a save file that was like, I want to say, because what was it? Uh, was it the memory cards on the PS2 were eight megabytes? Yeah, there were eight. You get eight and I think you could get 16 as well. They just I, cost more. I had a save file and I don't remember how big it was, but it was like it was pretty big and it took up a lot of space and it wouldn't let me delete it, but it was corrupted. Oh my god! So, so it was just wasted space. So it was just wasted space, and I was so pissed about that. And I don't think people will ever like I. That's a memory that I feel like only people that grew up with that stuff, yeah, will will appreciate or remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't have that anymore. We have cloud saving. We have you know backup plans. Like you can plug in a hard drive and save your your yeah your fucking data and to most, it. Yeah, pretty much all of it gets saved to this cloud now too. Right. Um. I do have before we wrap. I do have one really fucking bad uh memory card corruption story. So I had borrowed um Digimon World Two from my buddy Paul, and I was like, man, I was like, it's like one of the grindiest fucking JRPGs you'll ever play in your life. It's like a dungeon crawler JRPG, and uh, I had put probably like. 30 some hours into this game and just got basically just got the Digimon that I had wanted to like play out the rest of the game with. And I, I remember getting home from school and, and I was like, fuck yeah. Cause I, I think I got it like the night before I finally got that Digimon and I saved my game. And the night, the day next day after school, I like, get, I run upstairs and I fire up the game and I go to load it. And it's like memory card, file corrupted Ooh. and and i was so mad and it's like remember, <laughs> remember that video of that guy getting so mad that his world of warcraft account got i basically had my shove the remote up your ass moment here so <laughs> i grabbed i was so mad dude I grabbed the mattress off of my bed and fucking power bombed it down the <laughs> stairs. And my mom was just like, what the fuck, bro? I was, dude, I was so that's, mad. Bro, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I fucking, yeah, like down. And we had like this old antique fucking house with like this old wooden railway and rail railing and shit. And I just fucking grabbed, I was like punching my mattress. I was so mad. <laughs> and I just fucking grabbed it, ran bro. up to the landing and just fucking... Ugh, just fucking powerbomb that mattress down the stairs 
dude. Was, that was the most angry I ever got, at, like in regards to video games. Bro, in my whole life. I think the most angry I ever got at a video game was probably like, I so fuck. I, there's so many times I've gotten really angry, <laughs> but uh, God, I don't remember the angriest I've ever gotten at a video game. But it, I, there was I a broke lot. a lot of controllers. I oh yeah, a lot of so did I. I started I started throwing my controllers into like the couch and like pillows and stuff because um yeah I broke a lot of controllers. Well the problem a- is they fucking bounce off the couch and then they like hit something really expensive. Yeah, that happens too. I've I've had it where like I knock I threw it and knocked something off of like a fucking shelf or something. But I used it what I used to do when I when I when I first moved here is like because I would always like throw the controller at the ground and it would just like fucking spin and bounce and pieces would go flying. Um but but in this place, I have a brick fucking like fireplace over here, and I would fucking throw it and some. If it hit the brick, the the controller was done, man. It would just shatter into like fucking a million pieces. So that's when I was like, okay, I get if I'm gonna do it, I gotta throw it into the couch, dude. But I okay, I, 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 I haven't I, done that in a long time. The last game that made me break a controller was Sonic Unleashed on the PS3. So. Real talk, real quick. Uh, one, I, this isn't the most mad I ever got at a video game, but this is a very specific memory because my wife gives me shit about it all the time. So, when we lived at our old house, I was playing NBA 2K online in a league with, with some people I knew, and I got beat, and I shouldn't have gotten beat. The game fucked me. And I got so goddamn mad, I chucked my fucking controller down. It hit my wall, and it put a hole in the drywall. Like, I went full fucking Kyle on this bitch, right? So, I put the hole... That's a funny story, man. I put the hole in the drywall, and if you look at the hole, it looks like like something got pushed into it, or like... It wasn't a hole, it was more like a a very very deep dent. Like, if it had been pushed any farther, it would have been a hole. And I... My wife comes home... And she sees... Dude, it's so embarrassing. She sees the dent in the wall. And she goes, what happened? And I lied. (laughs) (laughs) What what was the story? I told her that I was playing with the dog and he put his paw. Like (laughs) like, Like he stuck his back foot out to like run or something and he kicked the wall and put that mark there. And my wife's like, okay, you know, whatever. Well, then I guess she didn't tell me this until I finally admitted it, but she put my controller against the hole in the wall to see if it matched up, and she waited for me to finally tell her the fucking truth about it, and it took me forever to tell her, and so now she gives me fucking shit all the time because she had her dad come over and look at the hole first. Oh, my God. and, And he's like, I don't think that was a dog paw, but he wasn't like... He didn't realize, like, be a bro and don't fucking tell her, you know? Right. He's just like, yeah, that doesn't look like a dog put that there. And I'm like... <laughs> Sounds like your boyfriend's a fucking psycho. So, yeah, so she's, <laughs> so she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't think it's so either. So she held the controller to the fucking hole in the wall and figured it uh, out. And I was like, fuck! And I had to tell her, you know? And she's like, oh, I already knew. And I was like, god damn it. So now all the time she's like, 
so how often do you lie to me? You know, oh all that God. shit. And, you know, and I was just yeah. like, just when, it's in, just when it's embarrassing. Yeah, just when it's fucking embarrassing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so, that's that's one of the times. But I think the most mad I got, and I think I freaked out my fucking neighbor. This was when I was still living at home with my parents. We had this old VCR for kids that remember what that fucking is. We yeah. had this. We had this v- VCR, right? And it didn't work. <laughs> as they never really did right, right. <laughs> so it didn't work and it was just sitting there and I was like I was fucking mad but I didn't want to break my controller I didn't want to throw it I mean I did want to throw it but I, I I was in a place where I was like fuck I'm so mad but I don't want to do this so I took I had a baseball bat and this fucking VCR <laughs> and I ran out my fucking door with this VCR by the cord by the way I, I was holding it by the cord, and I swung it over my head and slammed it into the fucking driveway, and then I started fucking beating it to death with a baseball bat, like, in fucking office space, and, like, I'm fucking yelling, I'm, like, beating this fucking VCR with the baseball bat, you know, and, like, I'm loud. the reverb on your hands probably oh, yeah. hurt, right? I'm being loud. Oh, I was so mad I didn't give a shit. Like, I was in rate. <laughs> It was like I was having roid rage, even though I wasn't on yeah, roids. Yeah, you know? And I know I freaked out my fucking neighbors because they kind of like, like, our neighbors were like right next door. Like, there was probably <laughs> fucking maybe, maybe 30 feet from the side of our house to our, to their house, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I could see them looking at me out there as I'm beating this. I turn around and I see him and then I fucking go back to beating the shit out of this fucking VCR with the baseball bat. And, like, they never brought it up, but I know they knew that I was out there fucking freaking out about something. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my God. They're probably thinking, like, oh, my God, the neighbor boy is on drugs or something. <laughs> yeah. And, dude, I was so goddamn mad. But I came back in the house, and I beat the part that I was working on, and it fucking was okay. But, like, I'm I'm surprised that my neighbors didn't say anything to my parents because I was not, yeah, sh- no I was not yeah. shy at the time. About fucking beating the shit out of that thing. That's funny. So I got two quick stories. One's just a couple sentences. Um, so imagine that gamer rage playing a really hard game. Like you've played a Contra game before, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're tough as shit. Hard right? as fuck. Yeah, yeah. So they put Contra 4 on the fucking DS. You can't throw oh. the controller because it's the fucking console. <laughs> so I, I just remember being so mad and just using all my restraint to not throw my <laughs> DS. But my last story, and it's very similar to your drywall story. Um, so I'm friends with Evan Thompson, who's like uh, the UFC fighter, yeah, like the Steven UFC Waterboy Thompson's brother. Yeah. Um, and he he was streaming, and uh, oh my cat just dropped a fucking nuke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, he was streaming, and he got so mad, and he fucking through his controller and it got stuck in the drywall and then it was so funny because he's like calling me on like discord and he's like he's like i'm like what are you doing man he's like he's like it's fucking <laughs> it's like fucking two in the morning and i'm at walmart buying stuff to fix the drywall <laughs> so my wife doesn't kill me <laughs> so he's, he's like buying fucking putty and stuff and paint <laughs> in the middle of the night at walmart <laughs> So his wife wouldn't kill him. The next oh morning. my god, that's fucking hilarious, dude! I yeah. remember one time. Holy fuck! I remember one time. Uh, I literally like I I had a Game Boy Advance, like the the fucking weird bodied one, 
You know, yeah. the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the wide. I was playing, I want to say it was Pokemon <laughs> Ruby or Sapphire. Smells so bad. In here. And, I, <laughs> and I got so, I got so mad. I fucking punched the screen of my of my fucking Game Boy. And those things were like tanks back in the day, too. I punched the screen of my fucking Game Boy. And uh, I put like a big black hole like oh, where, where, the, where, it, the, where the screen had, had broke. They probably but, had like that calculator thing. Hey, how right, like when you crack right. it. But the game itself was still playing. But it was a big hole in the middle. So like there was no playing games. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. So I told my mom that I dropped it. Oh, yeah. It fell on a rock or something. Right. Dude, so my PSP I... used to fall out of my locker at work and just fucking explode. Because <laughs> the battery pack <laughs> covers was fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everything snapped back together nicely. But yeah, right. like, the whole back would like just pop off. On my PSP, I remember Dude, back But yeah, that's how I ended up getting a Game Boy Advance SP, because my mom thought I dropped it. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this. I hope she is. God damn, it smells like shit in here. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. We got a wrap. We got a wrap. Right. Sounds dying. good. All right. Oh. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us on this, uh, this next nostalgia trip that we were on. Uh, this was, you know, the Gaming Effect Episode 7 where we talked about the PlayStation 2 era and pretty much a little bit of everything from growing up. Um, It's funny that we we had all this talk and we had a lot of memories that we could share because, you know, we obviously both grew up in different locations, but we kind of had similar experiences with it. So uh, don't forget to rate and share the podcast on all the platforms, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, And... You know, it, we really appreciate all the support, obviously. Uh, let us know your PlayStation 2 stories. Let us know, you know, some of your memories growing up playing games back in the day or, you know, when you were a, a daredevil or, you know, how things were growing up gaming-wise and stuff like that. We'd really love to hear your stories, and we love hearing the stories that we've gotten so far on the podcast. Yeah, and we like to just, hear from you guys, man. It, yeah, it we makes really our do. day for sure. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Don't forget, episode eight, our very next episode after this one airs, is going to be Final Fantasy Final Fantasy eight. eight. Finally, the discussion I have been waiting an entire two months to talk about, uh, podcast episode wise, and and what better episode than episode eight to honor Final Fantasy eight? So look forward to that. Thank you for watching, guys. If you made it all the way to the end of the podcast, you guys are fucking awesome. We love you. Uh, I'm Alex, aka Soldier First Class. I'm Corey, aka Dookie Zero Three. Final Fantasy VIII, the true throat goat of the Final Fantasy franchise, if you will, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, thank you all for watching slash listening. We love y'all very much. And uh, this has been the Gaming Effect Episode Seven, a reflection on the PS2 days. We will catch you later, guys. See you guys. Just be glad you can't smell this podcast. (laughs) All right. Later, guys.